everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm Kevin Costner. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> All right. I'm not Kevin Costner. I'm Billy Butcher. <laughs> I'm still not sure about that. Hmm. Does that... All right. I'm John. All right. Hi, John. And this is Coffee and Capes, our Yay! podcast about two of our favorite things, drinking coffee and talking about geek culture. Yes. So good. I missed last week, but man, what a great, what a great episode. Um, it, it was just really I, like, I listened to it. Obviously, I, I you know, how am I going to miss an episode where my wonderful, amazing best friend interviews uh, a, a fantastic uh, talent in Ruben. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like a, a multi-talented and to, especially as a comic book fan and as a writer, right. As, as a writer myself um to hear his process and the overall process for the creation of the best archie comic ever was awesome like super enthralling for me and really fascinating like guys if you haven't listened to it yet please go back and listen to it it was really great and it makes me want to just interview like everybody in the industry to yeah, hear yeah. and learn more about it you know right yeah so it's yeah. so good so good. Thank you for uh, doing that while I was gone and far away in a galaxy <laughs> uh, called Nevada. Most like our own? <laughs> Almost like our own? <laughs> yeah, Nevada. It was beautiful out there, though. Like, I, like I'm not going to lie. It was absolutely gorgeous. Like, Sierra Nevada Mountains. Beautiful, beautiful territory. Yeah. Well, we definitely missed you. Um, and hopefully for our next interview, you can be part of that and bring all of your wit and wisdom and... Uh, curiosity to that but i really did have a good time um meeting ruben and uh and learning about his process and and uh his passions and uh seems like a really good guy and and what we used to call a renaissance man like does a little bit yeah. of everything like yeah. just crazy yeah, talented cool. so i really appreciated really cool. him taking some time and uh yeah if you haven't listened to our previous episode i believe it was number 44 um please do yeah. like it was it was really it was really interesting to get get the backstory there. At least I was geeking out on hearing all about the process cool. and uh, um, and he's got some really good things to say and some encouraging things to say. If you've ever wanted mm -hmm. to be a creative person, uh, I think he's got some encouragement for you and some wise words and an offer to help. So uh, which is which is fantastic because right? I'm definitely going to reach out. Yeah, like, I mean, he's, we talk a lot about community on this this here podcast yeah. and and he it, feels, it seemed to me he embodies that yeah yeah so, for sure and yeah. it's you know in uh when i when i did my master's in in creative writing for film one of the and it was all about like writing scripts and, and screenplays but one of the classes that i took you got to pick a medium that you were going to write for mm -hmm. um for for that that period of that class and we had a professor who had and i didn't even know this was a thing that was possible a phd in comics wow a phd in comic books right like the I history of yeah. like the create yeah i had no idea he was an amazing professor I i'd have to go and look his name up because it's been like a decade um but i chose comic books as my medium and i got to learn about of course you did how <laughs> of course i did yeah and I got to learn about that process of, of writing. And, you know, I don't know if anybody really caught it when Ruben was talking about it, but the, 
the script is really created first as and then acts as a guideline for the artist to then yeah. generate the pages right like on yeah. a script you are literally like this page has this many panels and panel one is this and panel two is this and panel three is this and panel four is this and it's it was really interesting to learn that because it changed completely how i thought comic books were done like honestly yeah. but it made total sense when i learned and hearing him talk about it like you know, and the I collaborative process cool. where he's yeah. like, well, you know, it could be panel one. Here's panel one, panel two, panel three. And the artist comes back and says, well, you know, I could do this so that we, instead of having three panels, we have one big one. And mm -hmm. just that kind of thing, like letting the art. Yeah, their idea is to like overlap a yeah. like a character going through. Yeah, we've seen some, you know, some pretty amazing and, and I would say non-traditional, you know, comic book paneling done and pages done in recent years uh especially with you know the first thing that comes to mind is like something is killing the children and yeah. department of truth both do very uh kind of non-traditional paneling at times and, and page layout at times right so my and it, my only complaint about that as a reader is i'm it's not always clear how to navigate the page it takes a little bit. Yeah. It takes, it takes a minute to like figure out like with something is killing the children to understand, like sometimes it goes all the way across. across both pages, yeah. Yeah. All the way across, all the way across. And it took me a minute to kind of go, I have to pay close attention to what I'm reading and mm -hmm. not just follow in what I think is the traditional format. Right. But there was one, ep there was one recent, uh, I almost said episode issue of, I think house of slaughter. Well, I don't know if it was recent. One of the issues of House of Slaughter, where it was going across timelines, but the dial like so the visual was multiple timelines, but the dialogue was going across those timelines. Right. Yeah. So it seemed well, like and to follow the timeline would be going one way, but to follow the dialogue, you had to go the other. So that was it took me a minute to figure that out, but it's it was brilliant. Yeah. And, and you know, another comic that did that that I just recently started reading, I've been getting into John Constantine. Uh, oh, Hellblazer okay. stuff. It's, it's so good. It's so good. He's such a great character. Um, but one of the issues I just read, like there's a conversation he's having going through what is essentially like the nine layer, like Dante's nine layers of hell yeah. um, with a demon. But it's like, how do you put it? It's, it's like a nightclub, right? That, okay. that demon made on earth that for all these people and they're essentially people are signing souls over it's really fascinating anyway but as he's walking through right they're having a conversation on this level and then it gets down here and the conversation doesn't pick up exactly where it ends on that level right it's as though they were still talking down through the stairs yeah and it picks up wherever that conversation was when they hit the bottom of the stairs that you didn't hear oh wow so it was a little disjar, like it was a little jarring because I was like, sure, yeah. am I missing something? I had to go back and forth a couple of times and I yeah. was like, nope, okay, now I get it. Like, this is like, if you were watching somebody have the conversation through the different levels, but you just missed what was going on in the stairwell. Yeah. That makes sense. It was good. Right. It was good. Uh, I like it while it can be frustrating. Like, I agree with you to at first, once you figure out the artistic flow to it, it's, it's always cool to see something different. For sure. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a girl Hulk. <laughs> it's so different. <laughs>
How dare they? Anyway. You're ruining my comics. That's right. I'm gonna keep oh, breathe, everybody. Breathe. Yeah. You're so, alive. You have found us in some manner or another. If you found us on YouTube, hi. Hi, guys. Uh, John, remind the people about all the ways they can find us and connect with us, please. Yeah, if you are finding us on YouTube, that means I finally uh, was able to catch up with uploading all the videos. Um, but go to YouTube, find us on YouTube. I'm going to work this weekend to get all the episodes like uploaded. I don't know why you'd watch us on YouTube, but hey, thanks for doing so. Um, you can find we're us fantastically on... good looking people. Mm. Yeah. Obviously. Mm. Yeah, right. Uh, so <laughs> we are on all your favorite like podcast listening channels, you know, Spotify, iTunes. Google, Stitcher, you name it, we're out there. So give us, a, if you're giving us a listen there, please give us a review, right? We do appreciate reviews. Five stars are great. We accept four stars. Uh, we'll take a three star, I guess. If it's a one or two, you keep it to yourself. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or send us an email it, and tell us why you want to think it's- Yeah, send us an email. Out. As a matter of fact, you can send us an email at supers at coffee, the letter N, the word capes, dot com uh we have a website coffee the letter n the word capes.com or if you want the easiest route to go you just go into your little url thingy on the interwebs and you type in comics.coffee that'll take you to our wonderful amazing website where we have uh new comics we have amazing coffee it is heroic heroically great, great coffee. coffee actually heroically great coffee um we've got mystery boxes that are super boxes we call them super boxes but they're kind of a mystery box bunch of different tiers of that bronze silver gold platinum the higher up tier you buy the more comics and higher value comics you get um, along with an amazing bag of coffee we've got signed graded all kinds of stuff and blogs dave writes a nice blog once a week for us um on ish. our once kind a week of ish once a week ish he's he's working give on it or, give or take a, a labor day off here he's there. working on it i'm keeping up with it um you can find us on socials as well coffee underscore the letter n underscore capes uh same on twitter and then on facebook we're just coffee and capes so those are all the channels you can find us on and uh again guys like give us a review if you bought our coffee um please give us a review on our coffee as well. What you like, what you don't like. Um, yeah, reviews are important, especially as a small business, as a podcast, all those things. It does help us in the algorithm world. Stupid algorithms. Right. Um, yeah. We don't yeah. have any giant corporations or even any small corporations behind us, like pro promoting our work. We, we just do this for the love of it and, uh, and, the, and because yeah. we enjoy having the small business together. But so yep. yeah, those reviews exactly. really help us. So thank you yep. for that. Thank you so much. All right, Dave. Uh, do we have a coffee today? What's our What's our coffee of the day? You know, I I thought I had the bag um, behind me, but I don't. But our coffee today, just because it's kind of forefront in my mind, uh, is Harleen's Delight. Harleen's Delight is a flavored coffee, guys. It is uh, mixed with. The flavors of dark rum, coconut, I believe a little bit of vanilla has a really people love that coffee. Like the people who yeah. drink people it like and that buy it, yeah, they are right. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Todd Stevens, 
Todd is a customer who buys Harleen's Delight and Todd buys that stuff like clockwork and he he loves that coffee um nice. Scott's Thanks, wife Todd. right Scott's wife loves that coffee yep. like there are a lot thank of people you, Courtney yep thank you Courtney uh, a lot of people who are big fans of that one and as just general friends of uh Harley Quinn right the cartoon the character the comic book you name it just one of our favorite characters uh also they got picked up for a fourth season the cartoon did by hbo so yeah nice job that that makes us happy so yeah harleen's delight now available at our website you can find it there along with merv pumpkin spice i was gonna say we need to mention the uh the, the merv pumpkin spice like it is that time of year people yeah. that, people that like their pumpkin spice love their pumpkin spice yep and this is a limited roast coffee, which brings me the, to the point of uh, sad news bears as Guardian Amber has run its course. I've got to remember to take it down today. I think we might have one or two bags left, but mm. it is. But it has been replaced by Merv Pumpkin Spice. And like you said, people love their pumpkin uh, pumpkin spice coffee this time of year in the fall. We will have a couple other like holiday roasts coming, limited edition holiday roasts in the next like couple weeks or so. Because holy crap, it's fall! Tis, tis indeed. Yeah. So that is our that is our coffee. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, fan fiction. You got, you got a fan fiction today? Uh, I do not have a fan fiction today, I don't unfortunately. Either. Although I bet you I can find one really quick. Although I would, you know what? I would. Uh, we we could. That's fine too. But while you're seeing if there is one, um, you can tell we prepare a lot for these podcasts. That's where we're all about that. Um, Ruben last week in the uh, in the episode mentioned that he loves our bags, the bags of coffee, that the the design on the bags. So thank you, Thanks, Ruben. Ruben. For, uh, for that for noticing that and for for saying that yeah that was really nice i and when i heard that that made me feel happy and joyous yeah. uh you know we we do work hard and uh to try and you know make nice things this is why we can't have nice things um but we do we we try to work hard to create stuff that's you know that we're proud of and and we hope people like and so that yeah. was really nice to hear that from a, a creative individual yep um, again you know guys please leave us your reviews send in what you think uh what you like what you don't like genuinely you help shape kind of what we do around here we are community driven like we said yep absolutely sweet so moving on to, yes today our topic the topic du jour see i'm throwing in my little french there yeah i heard that i'm moving on <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, before we move on, please remember, support small businesses. Uh, visit Ladybird Provisions for coffee bombs. It's about the time of year where they can start sending out the ones that I love so much. Let's go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, Nicole and Sarah, like fantastic business, amazing product. And also give a listen to uh, the guys over at Genre Geeks. They're pretty amazing. They are. Um, They're entertaining as all get out. They are going to be at... Sorry, I just want to point this out because they are going to be at, I'm looking it up. I'm doing things. I'm working behind the scenes. Or in this case, in front of the scenes. 
right? Uh, they are going to be at Dallas Fan Festival. Um, and they're going to be walking around Dallas Fan Festival with some uh, cards from us that will have uh, you scan it and it'll give you, it'll take you to a webpage with some deals and specials just for folks from Dallas that are enjoying Dallas Fan Festival. How cool is that? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So thanks to the Genre Geeks yeah, guys. Uh, guys. Also, we're going to be joining them on their podcast uh, when She-Hulk's run its course to give our, our final thoughts on She-Hulk. So that's pretty great. That. Yeah. And, you know, um, I want to give a, a shout out to one other business. Guys, just so you know, like, even though we sell comics, like, we still support other comic book shops. Like, we buy from other comic book shops. Yep. And I want to give a shout out to frank from coffee and a comic um we send frank coffee sometimes he sends out little bags of coffee in his uh with orders that he gets in but frank just opened a, a physical location for the first time out in huntington beach so if you're in the huntington beach uh area stop by and see frank at coffee and a comic tell him the coffee and capes guys sent you say hi nice there you go that's Good my luck, pitch buddy. to some more support small businesses excellent moving on we now return you to your regularly scheduled review of the boys kevin costner <laughs> i don't think kevin costner i've watched them all i don't think kevin costner is in the boys all right that's fine he should be um yeah we I, have we ever reviewed the boys in no. general never uh, have no. right no i don't think so I mean, it's come up in passing i'm sure a couple times like it, it came up when we did the episode on you know uh what were we right. talking about like Superman? strongest Strong, oh yeah, strongest, strongest there is, there is. Yeah, yeah, there is. we talked about yeah, like yeah. homelander and yep. all that stuff yeah um overall i just want to say like i have enjoyed every season of the boys it just got picked up again for another season so congratulations to everybody uh involved in making the boys in one putting together a, a phenomenal show it um, really is yeah and man it's so good and, and you know to be picked up for a fourth season that's a big deal it is it is a big deal because you could totally see how this would be a just such a tiny little niche audience that they could potentially get like seven views on this thing and be like okay yeah that's enough mm -hmm. yeah but it, i mean it, i think it's so the comic itself by garth ennis right um is great if you've never read it, like go read it. There's clearly some source material stuff that's different. Um, you know, some changes here and there, but honestly, there's a lot of like stuff pulled directly from the comics. Yeah. In, in the show, like a considerable amount. There's some stuff that's been toned down from the comics. <laughs> um, imagine that folks if you've only watched the boys and haven't read any comics yeah <laughs> the, the 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 show is toned down in some ways that's pretty bananas yeah that is that is crazy to think about i mean like honest it, it's like homelander in the boys is a much tamer version yeah than what you get in the comics um yeah so Anyway, one, of the little, uh, one of the little nods to the comics that I really enjoy is that in the comic, the character of Huey is is patterned after Simon Pegg. Yes. I mean, yeah. it looks just like him. 
in the it book. was it was designed it was, to be simon Pegg, right right and now in the show simon Pegg plays huey's dad like yeah i love i, I love that little that little yeah. uh well not yeah that little homage yep i i loved it too i thought it was great um i gotta say I am so we've talked about Carl Urban a number of times, right? Because he's been in so many kind of like franchise or or nerd universe movies, like yes. the movie Dread, which I mm. went back and watched not that long ago, and I I liked it. I, I was like, man, I haven't watched that again in a while. He did a great job in Dread. That. He did good. Uh, you know, he's he plays McCoy and the start the new star trek movies which they're getting a fourth one um he's been in uh, obviously the boys he's Uh, been scourge in he was scourge mcu ragnarok yeah he was in lord of the rings um oh yeah look it up lord of the rings oh my gosh look at there yep i don't know i don't know who the character eomer is he was the the horse rider leader that got banished from uh helm oh gosh okay he had very blonde hair yeah wow okay yeah so um you know he's he's been in a ton of stuff honestly prior to this he played a stormtrooper in uh rise of skywalker yeah (laughs) do you know how many people have done that by the way yeah there's a ton daniel craig was a stormtrooper james bond was a stormtrooper yeah that's pretty epic that one um i mean for some of those guys that's just like you know one of those like i just want to be just for the fun of it right yeah yeah um but this season you know so carl urban's been in it from the beginning he does a phenomenal job as billy the butcher um Jack Quaid does a great job as Huey. Yes. Uh, Aaron Moriarty, absolutely fantastic. She's really grown on me. Like I, they, I really like what they've done with that character. Yeah, she's she's come a long way. Um, I gotta say this though, Anthony, like Tony Starr, who plays Homelander. Yeah. Wow, like some, you know, just the the level of like depth that that psychotic character has he he has a way of exuding malevolence without that's, being that's somehow subtle yeah 100%. despite the fact that he's you know it, the least subtle thing ever like he will burn you to death with his laser eyes and yet somehow he's also I don't know. Like I said, I think he's just a subtly malevolent. Well, and not only that, so, you know, uh, like Billy, you know, Carl Urban's character, Billy Butcher is very clear in like what his motivation is. Yes. He hates soups. He wants to bring them down. Like yeah. he has a personal issue with Homelander because Homelander had sex with his wife and she got pregnant and thought he you know thought she died and that whole thing that that storyline goes on forever until they find homelander's kid so but homelander his character really ends up like it is almost a tragic study in what happens 
if you take a child that is viewed to be is like the destined savior of a society, mm. right? Going to be the apex of everything. Yeah. And then you isolate them. Yeah. Right. You take them out of a loving, caring environment and you put them essentially into a lab. Right. And literally them. And, in this case. Yeah. Literally like he's, he's, essentially raised in a lab yeah and he is chock full of emotional issues that are basically just driven from a need and a want to be accepted and loved absolutely yeah you take the nurture out of the uh, nature nurture equation and uh it is not a pretty sight what's left no not at all and now you've got a superman level character yeah god-like character the most powerful the most powerful being on the planet mm-hmm and holy crap yeah he is there's no nurture in him it's all just this fucked up nature right well and it comes down to it seems to me he cannot accept any sort of rejection none or any idea that somebody somewhere doesn't like him like he's mm -hmm. he's both flabbergasted by that and completely undone by the idea that somebody somewhere doesn't like him well, or yeah, that somebody we, else would like care about somebody else in addition to him even like i think about the mave character and how you know oh you can't possibly be with i can't i can't remember her partner's name but right yeah you can't uh, you can't possibly he's from homelander's perspective if you're with her then you're you don't care as much about me as i need you to mm -hmm. right it's either it's all or nothing for yeah. him yeah it's you can't love more than one it's either all me yeah or it's none at yeah. all yeah like in his mind it is an all or nothing situation and he does not handle rejection and in to the point of to what you said earlier he will burn you to the ground even if he like in his mind believes he loves you right yeah which is what he did in the first season to mm -hmm. spoiler alert oh gosh I forgot about our standard coffee and cape spoiler alert disclaimer right. <laughs> that uh, as you obviously just figured out here, there be spoilers. So right, yeah, if, totally. you, if you have not, uh, we're going to talk about all three seasons uh, at some point. So we're not holding back on any spoilers. So if you have not seen any of them and you not want them to remain unspoiled, yeah, you need to stop listening now and come back after you've watched them, please. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think we're going to talk about all three seasons, but well, you know. I don't know, but I just mean stuff from any any one of the seasons could come up is what I mean. Yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, so I don't mean to spoil that the Elizabeth Shue character gets. Literally the burned. To, killer. Yeah. Right. Even though that's then, his, his mother, some kind of creep, super creepy, like mother lover kind of. Yeah. Right. Like and then combo. he like brings in the shape changer who becomes. Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. Like even creepier and weirder and yes. stranger and you know, there, like there's some stuff that is very cringeworthy that takes place in like oh. everything, <laughs> every um, episode. I mean, let's let's talk about hero gasm. Like <laughs> that was an entire like. By the way, in the comics, like that's multiple comics. Like that hero gasm comic was multiple comics long. Thank God we didn't get multiple episodes of hero right. yeah because that was pretty traumatic yes it, yes it was that was it was like dear <laughs> lord um 
but yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, but I, here's what I, here's what I appreciate about that. The whole vibe of the show is essentially human beings being as they are flawed mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and at their, at our base, we can be selfish and, and, and greedy and petty and all the things. Like if you had those powers at some point, some of those folks are going to do some of those things. Like they're going for to sure, right? Out, I mean, like, what does it, what does this power mean for me sexually? Like, I, I think it's pretty fascinating that they're willing to explore that idea. I think it's great that they, they do because, you know, we grew up on, on comics that were very like bad guy, good guy. Yeah. Right. Right. That whole, that whole you, comic code thing that they, right. The comic the code thing that or whatever. Like came yeah. out. I don't remember when that came out, but used to see approved by the comic code authority right. on right. like every comic. And then some things changed, right? Yes. And we, and we started to see some, things that got produced independently that didn't care about the comic code authority. They were like, meh, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to write what I want to write. But I mean, you think about it, like we were raised on, on, you know, Superman, you know, the, the Homelander style character, but who was small town raised by a loving family, like understood like small town values was, you know, cared about his community, worked hard, did all these things and did everything buy the book in the right way and we never questioned like what would happen if he lost his his shit essentially yeah right like just i mean until we got in until we got way later right in the injustice storyline um where he did yeah yeah exactly that went full-blown i mean that's injustice is about as close i think as a as either the mainstream comic creator any of the mainstream producers dc or marvel are going to come to something like the boys yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff like we were talking about yesterday when we were working together. Uh, he, you know, there are certain things that we just took as as kids and even as adults as kind of just being OK, that if you really stepped back and looked at it might be a little questionable. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, and the boys just goes down those rabbit holes uh-huh. like this is this is what happens like you get i mean look at jensen eckles uh soldier boy character yeah right um that was so clearly modeled after captain america right uh, uh, definitely sure. yes. a ramped up souped up like yeah. captain america but yeah even modeled after. kind of like the ultimate version of captain america from the yeah the comics and and then even ramped up some more from that yeah because i mean if you read the ultimate comics from marvel that gets pretty close to this territory too mm-hmm. right there were you had hulk a hulk eats people that, for god's sake yeah you had a hulk that eats people you, you know you had a, a really odd kind of version of thor that you didn't know if he was like just a psych like yeah, a, is he a crazy person or is right, he actually is he crazy or is he i, I love that take on thor i think that was fascinating yeah but and anyway. you had you know a, a bunch of other characters but it, even cap was kind of uh he wasn't afraid to throw a punch at at somebody for being a what he viewed as as un-american and kind of a d-bag yeah uh soldier boy goes a whole lot farther past that though yes, for sure with the drugs and alcohol and i thought it was really funny uh in this last season right because it's the only season that he was in how they showed him like <laughs> singing and and 
you know, doing Soul Train and all those kinds yeah. of things, yeah, which yeah. was, I, I thought, a little bit of a, a poke at um, like an aging Elvis Presley. Hmm. Okay. Because there are some similar trajectories there to kind of like what happened to Elvis as he got older and, you know, they started throwing him into these movies and he got hooked on uh, pills and alcohol and everything else and, and really started to deteriorate. People started to view him as kind of being, you know, a, a joke. Yeah. Um, almost. Right. So there was definitely some, some Elvis, I thought kind of rolled into his character. Um, but Jensen Eccles did a phenomenal job with soldier boy in, in the show. And I hope we haven't seen the last of him. I hope he comes back around because watching butcher and homelander kind of team up to take him down when they realized oh he's gonna hurt the kid yeah right right like and what a great homelander. way to bring homelander and butcher like on the same like having to kind of work together mm -hmm. despite how much they hate each other oh yeah and it and it is deep and they are ready to like you know they even said it in uh, an episode like scorched earth like yeah they're ready to go scorched earth against each other. Um, and both of them are okay with it, right? Both of them are totally fine with the idea of going scorched earth. And while Butcher, you know, they could have really done a thing where they made Butcher seem like the true, like, stand-up hero guy. And even Huey, right? But they introduced yeah. temporary compound V. Right. And, and what did that do to them? right uh butcher starts using it on a regular basis huey's huey's hooked on the power too and yep. how it's it's an interesting thing right uh what is the saying about power right <laughs> with great power there must also be great responsibility there's there's that but uh, power corrupts and ultimate power corrupts out or absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Right. And you think about that. And that was it was a really good lesson on that through this this season was you had all these people with power. Yeah. And, and what are you going to do with it? And what it what are you going to do with it? Like, and what, what it does to you, as you're saying, like the 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 addiction to the power, literally, in this case, that, you know, serves as the metaphor for, oh, I can't. I, I can't, I don't want to give up this power that I have. Right. Yeah. Like they're trying to like starlight tries to explain like, this is going to kill you. It's going to turn your brain into mush. Your brain yeah. is literally going to come out of your ears or your nose or whatever it is. Like brain matter literally comes out of like butcher and comes out of uh Huey, I believe even at one point. And they're still like, I got to nope, use more. It. Give me more. Yeah. yeah. I got to use it. I got to, I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. And, and they tell themselves, oh, it's for the mission. It's to complete this thing. It's, or for Huey, it's, oh, it's cause I'm going to, I'm going to help and save Starlight for once. And you know, all that. Right. And yet she pokes through all that BS and is like, no, no, you're just addicted. Yeah. Right. You're not doing this for me. Yeah. Cause I don't want you to do it. Right. You're doing this because your ego and because you're addicted. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is very clear. He is <laughs> innocent. It was an interesting thing. Right. He 
was tired of being rescued because mm -hmm. his ego, right, was was starting to get bruised by the idea that he needed to be rescued. And he thought he should be the one rescuing. And then he gets a taste of it. And it and really, it's no longer about being able to rescue, right? Like she points out, it's because he's addicted to the power, yeah. which has been the whole impetus for them fighting against the soups the right. entire time. It's those right. guys like, became addicted to that power. And they're not worthy of the power. And and right away, Butcher and, and Huey prove themselves also not worthy of the power. Right. Because Butcher becomes a major asshole, like way beyond anything he had been before. Yeah. Right. And And the justification started immediately. Immediately. Yes, that's correct. Right. It wasn't like, oh, he did good and, and started doing all these good things. And then slowly over time, it corrupted. It was instantaneous. Yeah. Right. And the allure of that caught Huey. Right. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Huey's, Huey's like, I want in on that. <laughs> yeah. It's like all of a sudden, Anakin's long slide to the dark side. Seems actually like he did pretty good. <laughs> you know, he held off on that for a long time. Whereas Butcher and Huey just went, yeah, I'm good. You guys got cookies? Okay. <laughs> Come to the dark side. Dark side cookies. cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's so much here. Like, uh, yeah, I, a ton. I really, I enjoy the laughing at the deep and how they play <laughs> off the idea that, you know, for a lot of people... Aquaman is is a joke of a character and they literally make the deep well terrible with his essentially raping of of uh, or of sexual assault of of Starlight, Starlight in the first right. season to yep. now he's has relationships with an octopus. Yes. I, well, was, I can't remember what I was listening to but I saw I heard something or saw something that where like a marine biologist came out and wanted to reassure people that that's not actually possible. <laughs> I believe the quote was, there's no actual orifice there. So don't worry, that's not actually a thing that can happen. <laughs> but I mean, it, you know, it's, it, God, society, really? Right, like right. we're at that point, we have to yeah. tell people that? Yeah. Well, um, oh my gosh, that scene where they, maybe this was the second season. I watched two and three kind of back to back. So they blend together a little bit for me. But when right. like they, ram the boat through the whale yeah season two <laughs> yeah and he's just so traumatized yes he's yes. so proud of himself he brought the whale right. up onto the beach right. and he's standing there hands on his hips yeah and they just plow through yeah yeah and it was so graphic and so violent and somehow so great while also being so terrible like right. that's what this that's what this show does everything about it is so terrible it's amazing and wonderful uh i really liked we got to see some history of black noir. Yes. That was fascinating. Right. Um, how he, you know, had started out with soldier boy. And it was part of the reason like soldier boy gets taken away and, and hauled off by the Russians to be experimented on for decades and decades and decades. Yeah. Um, so kind right. of a combination of Captain America and Winter Soldier there, in a way. Yeah, right. Kind of becomes like Captain America and Winter Soldier. Black Noir is very clearly modeled after like Batman, though he yeah. doesn't talk. Um, but we Which have to see. Like, we kind of know why he doesn't talk now. 
right? Like he got mangled. I think his, yeah. I think he might not be capable of speech. I right. always thought it was just, that was his, that was just his, like his deal that, oh, I'm so mysterious. I don't talk, but I think no, he got pretty mangled. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe he's not capable. And he's also clearly insane. Yes. And well, or brain damaged for sure. Right. You see all the little animated the little, characters. Oh my gosh. That was so was brilliant. brilliantly done. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Right. And kind of heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Like there and there, and that's an interesting point, right? We grow. So it blurs the lines so many times between despising a character and suddenly having empathy for one. Yes. Right. 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 So Black Noir for two seasons, right? He's it, he's like Homelander's lackey, bootlicker, yeah. best yeah. friend, like whatever. And then you realize this guy is messed up. Yeah. Like completely like messed up and has all these issues. You get butcher who's supposed to be like the hero against the soups and the soups are all bad and then all of a sudden we're like oh well he's a piece of crap even though we're the first season we have empathy for him because supposedly his wife's been killed and right. was raped by homelander and yeah. then you find out she's in hiding and has a kid and he turns his back on like everybody because his ego is bruised yep right 100 he's suddenly like heartbroken and and not dealing with it and puts up his wall and and uh you know you get a train a train had a really cool arc this season he did yeah and everybody around him right and almost to that point of redemption like almost to that point of redemption so close and then can't and quite then it shows the level of like manipulation that the uh, that the corporation that runs the seven has mm -hmm. right. A trains at that point, he's going to like, he's, he grabs that guy and runs and it's essentially his final run because he knows his heart's going to explode. Right. But he catches the guy who, who essentially paralyzed his brother. Yep. Um, I don't brutal, who was brutalizing the black community was brutalizing the black community and he decides he's going to take a stand yeah. no longer like this isn't going to happen anymore it really blue seems hawk or something yeah yeah blue hawk something like that he apologizes yeah. to huey like genuinely apologizes to huey during hero gasm and he's like you're right you're right i i fucked up and you're right yeah. and huey's yeah. like taken aback by it for a second and he's like you don't get to do that like that's that's not like you know but yeah. it's it seems like a train's making that that turn grabs blue hawk runs who knows how far dragging him behind him yeah lays down ready for his heart to explode ready to die like just call it yep and then he wakes up in the room with a new heart from blue hawk right a new soup heart essentially yeah and You know, he's no and, longer and, like and a new lease on life that doesn't quite go the way he's hoped. Right. And a new lease on life that doesn't quite go the way. He hoped, right. His brother rejects him. Yeah. Like, you know, you have some empathy for him. You know, he's going to go back to being a D-bag probably. Right. He kind of makes that turn. He's like he turns in everybody to Homeland. 
Right. Yes. Yeah. You think, yeah, you think he's going to be on the side of the rebels as it were, but turns out he's a stooge for the empire. Right. Yep. And so, I mean, even there were even moments of like empathy for Homelander. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. When he's berating himself in the mirror. Yeah. And he, as, as much as he's capable he truly cares about his son. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That is, that is abundantly clear. Like that is his, in his eyes, that is his shot at being loved. Yes. Right. Right. And, right. and proving that he is worthy of love and he's going to do everything in his power to be the dad for that kid that nobody was for him. Right. And you think, this might be how he turns the turns the page, turns the corner, right? Yeah. And there's a moment where it could have been a redemptive arc for Soldier Boy as well. Mm-hmm. And Soldier Boy's right. having, having none of it. Like, it was right there because... for him. It was right there for him to embrace the family. And he's like, nope. Mm-hmm. Right. Nope. Finds you're, out. A, you're a, you're, I, forget, I, I think he probably says pussy. You're a pussy for, which is, well, but for for caring about this kid or having emotions or something right yeah he just he like he finds out that he's his he's homelander's dad essentially because of the dna right yeah um and that he's grown in in a lab and all this stuff and you know homelander's like we're gonna have this family like you my dad this is your grandson me like this is gonna be a thing and for half a second you think soldier boy's coming around and then he's like are you fucking kidding me like, I would never have a weak piece of shit, like, essentially is what yeah. he's saying, right? right? I'd never have a weak piece of crap son like you. But in Soldier Boy's mind, what makes him weak? That What makes what makes Homelander weak? That he cares about his son? He cares about his son. Like, what? Right? I, it's just, and that's to me, that gets at the other, another level of brilliance for this show. Mm-hmm. Like, as a tale about, sort of good guys and bad guys and the, how that's not so easily determined who's who's in which category like it's 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 a good fun entertaining show just on that kind of surface level right yeah. but there is so much tremendous social commentary going on underneath it mm-hmm. that i just love that aspect of it yeah. like and some of it's super unsubtle some of it's like just right there in your face like literally naming the character stormfront I mean, there's no way she's not a Nazi. Like Stormfront is famously the 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 top website for for hate groups for like KKK and 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 mm-hmm. other white supremacist hate groups. There's no there's they named her Stormfront for God's sake. Like right. she was for sure gonna be that character, or like all the stuff about like the embracing of fascism and the the idea of you know we have a foreign president who said oh, I could shoot somebody on 35th Street and everybody would love me anyway. And the end of season three, Homelander kills a guy in the midst of him right in front of everybody for the crime of disagreeing with him and criticizing him in public. And he burns his head off and everybody's clapping. And everybody cheers. Like everybody cheers. Like, and that's, that's- Well, there's that moment. There's a moment when nobody's sure like, oh, how are we supposed to react to this? Right. And then terrifyingly, uh um MM's wife's ex-wife's yeah. I don't know, husband. Husband, like, 
like leads the yeah, cheer. Like, yeah, leads it starts the leading cheer. the cheer. Yeah. And it's you know man. And it, it's you're right, it's like a terrifying like study. And people can say whatever they want. Oh, that that would never happen. All oh, that never dude, that happens all the time. Yeah. All the time. There are groups that in around the world, not just localized to the US, but all over, right? Extreme group extremist groups, right? That think that that kind of stuff should be happening. Right. Right. They, they believe that and they're willing to follow somebody blindly, mm-hmm. like blindly because they're like, yeah, okay. Right. I mean, look at, look at Germany in world war two, Jesus. Right. Sure. Um, and you know, and that's sort of a piece of what I think was going on with the a train story there that like, he's the accommodator. He's the one that, that thought thought it would be better for him in the long run if he sold out people to the to the Nazis or in this case to Homelander, right? But, you yeah. know that's a there's a there are parallels to that story for how how World War II came to be and how how Nazis came to power. Like all of that stuff is oper- operating at another level in this show. That and I'm here for all of it. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I totally. I I uh, I'm real curious to see. You know, the, the question you almost have to ask yourself is, you know, what happens, though, if somebody, like, hurts Homelander's kid from the group that he views as his supporters? Like, what if that mm. happens, right? Yeah. He's, he's clearly going to burn everybody to the ground to keep his son, right, by his side. And we see, and this is what, Right. This is where Butcher goes from good guy to right. Not so much. Um, when he he essentially like lets his his ego, right, and his hurt over everything that happened with his wife cause him to be cruel, causes him to be cruel to Homelander's son. Yeah. Right. Who views Butcher as at that moment as as being his right as being a father figure. And when Butcher turns his back on that kid, that kid instantly becomes Homelander. Like, correct. Right. And that opens. Yeah, absolutely. Opens the door for the kid to be to fall into Homelander's lap and like turn into and you saw it at the very end, like the last little bit, the last little scene at the end of the of season season three when Homelander burns that guy's head off, what's the kid's name? I forget, but he, he gives just the tiniest little smirk. Like, okay, this is what we're doing now. Yeah. He makes it abundantly. Like it's very clear in that moment that he is, he's like, Oh, I like this. Yeah. This feels But at the, at the same time, right. It's because all he's wanted. Right. All he's wanted is to be loved and to be safe. Right. Right. His mom's gone. He thought Butcher was going to take care of him. Butcher dumps him in a house, right, to be mm-hmm. essentially guarded, all this other stuff. And when the 
the person that he thought was going to keep him safe and keep him and, and love him, right, and protect him, suddenly isn't going to do that anymore and becomes cruel and uncaring. All of a sudden, this psychopath. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole interesting human nature, you know, human psyche character study being done there in a way, yeah. right? Like to what you just said that, you know, the, the kid wants to be cared for and to be safe. And on some level, isn't that what all, that's what everybody wants, Yeah, I think. And that's, and, and that's it. And, and when he doesn't get it, what, it does terrible things to him. And this is how, you know, in society, people end up in these horribly abusive, codependent, destructive relationships, right? Because they're so, they, they have this giant hole somewhere that they feel that they have to fill. Yeah. And they're going to fill it in all the wrong ways. Yeah. And then we get into some generational trauma too, in a way, I think there, mm. like this trauma has been done to, to Homelander and now it's the cycle is kind of repeating itself with, is it Ryan maybe? Ryan. Yeah, that maybe. sounds right. I think so. I can't find him on IMDb. I don't know. I can't um, either. I'm looking to, unless Ryan was the brother. I'm not yeah, sure. I don't know. No, because he's in 11 episodes. So I think it's probably anyway. Yeah. Kid. <laughs> Homelander Jr. Homelander Jr. Yeah. So, I mean, and you know, just we've, we've talked about it, but there's so many amazing performances. In, oh, gosh. Uh, Everybody. Mother's Milk. This. So would you say that Mother's Milk is kind of the moral center of this show? I would say absolutely. He's the moral center of this show because he, you know, he, he doesn't have any powers. He doesn't want powers. He's rejected it now right. a right. number of that. times. Yeah. And you know he's man he has taken himself right he he's ashamed when he loses his temper in front of his daughter mm -hmm. right like ashamed like to the point of tears and and being afraid to be around her yeah right but then it's you know it's basically she's like it's okay i like i love you Right. Like you're human. Yes. Yes. And that was the key, like at the, at, toward the end of this, the season where um, he sits down and he tells his daughter about her grandfather yeah. and great grandfather and all that had happened and all the ways like admits his flaws to, to his daughter. And uh, man, I think, so Laz Alonzo is the name of the, yeah. the actor. I think he's fabulous. Uh, amazing. Uh, absolutely i think he's amazing and you know yeah. uh i also love the relationship between frenchie and kimiko uh-huh yeah i was gonna right? say that too and i like how it's it developed if it felt fairly natural and organic the way it that relationship has grown mm -hmm. yep and the the love that those two share mm -hmm. and you know how incredibly it is it's not like a flash in the pan anything like they they very much like they want to be there for each other and protect each other and care for each other and and are calling each other out on like why would you do this like uh -huh. that's gonna hurt you right you know um and it just it's just really great frenchie's had a great arc too like seeing him go through his tortured stuff and get, and going back to drugs and then kimiko like calling him out on it like uh -huh. why are yep. you doing this right why are you doing this to yourself and he's like Cause i i just like i'm a bad person she's like no you made mistakes 
That's not who you are. Right. And then that's that script sort of flips in that she's like, oh, I, I'm glad I lost my powers because it was my powers that made me do all these terrible things. And he's like, no, 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 you're you're a good person with or without them. You can you have the ability to do some pretty amazing things and you can use it well or not. But yeah, like and now, they care so about the each other. Heart, for me, the, the heart, if we had to call something like hey, the heart, the heart of the show, like the heart and soul that is like the like kind of like the pure center mm -hmm. I, I feel like it centers around there's four people that it really kind of can center around right so mother's milk uh frenchie kimiko and honestly starlight mm -hmm. right starlight who has this desire to like truly like expose everything and do good and doesn't want to be part of the seven anymore and isn't going to like finally is like no like i and i'm gonna go after this guy and i don't care anymore like she is she yeah. is truly at the end of the day fearless yes oh that's a great word for it right mm -hmm. and she too had a it's a different sort of trauma but a kind of a very religious oppressive religious upbringing mm -hmm. that she's had to grow out of and and expand beyond and that's well, great to see too and and she had that pressure from like the pageantry yeah right yep all the pageantry man how many how many times have we seen like and in, in, almost in mockery but it's real like these parents who have these little girls that they're like i'm gonna put you on the pageant circuit and you're yeah, gonna become right. the next whatever and yeah well and then you know again back to the social commentary like that's that's a way of this show saying all that stuff is crappy and does horrible things to girls mm -hmm. yep and it's yeah. usually about this is, this way is... more about the parents than the than the kids when we when we look at like superhero shows right um and it's and marvel you know addresses certain issues uh they did a really nice job with addressing issues in uh falcon and winter soldier mm -hmm. in terms of like what happens when you know you give like the you had a black captain america and how like yeah how, how differently he was treated yep. and and yep. everything right um and so we're, we see some of that, but man, I feel like the boys just goes right at it. We're going for all of it. All of yeah. it. Like, we're going to laugh gonna at and this. lampoon the uh, Scientology. We're going <laughs> to look that whole thing is pretty great. Yeah. Um, but also kind of, you know, there's a level of that where it's terrifying. Mm, yeah. So um, if we had, if we have to give the first three seasons overall, right and a, a rating for it yeah uh, in our patented rating system of underwhelmed whelmed or overwhelmed i am like a million percent overwhelmed um in the outstanding writing the acting the special effects the cinematography like it, it's really well done directed yes. it, it's Every the stories are good yes characters are complex and super complex yes like supremely complex characters i think that's probably it's not like this one-dimensional superhero it is there's not a single man. person there's not a single character that's one-dimensional in this no maybe it's, other it's ashley so but uh other or ashley. also ashley <laughs> also ashley <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it's just so good yeah so good yeah. oh 100 yeah i'm i'm there with you absolutely overwhelmed love 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 this show uh it's not probably for everybody, you know, it's if, sure. you, yeah, if no, you're the I type would... that gets offended by language or, or 
extreme violence, extreme or violence, or sexual, yeah, sex, like, right, or, right. It's got right. this show has it all. It's adult. It is adult it, for sure. Uh, I'm sure it's you know TVMA, uh, and it earns every little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But gosh, is it worth it? Totally worth. It. Yeah, it, totally it, worth. Well, it's not just worth it. Let me let me say that better. To me, it it never feels exploitative. It's never just no. like, oh, here's here's a male gaze view of of you know some woman's butt or whatever, or just gonna look at her chest or like like the whole thing with Starlight's costume, like they do it in a way that subverts that idea, mm-hmm. that 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 shows that mm-hmm. like yeah this is this is how she's this is what how the how she's how the masses want her to be presented, but we see like the, we see the dark side of that. We see like why that, the shadow side of that. Yeah. Right? Like it calls it out rather than exploiting it to me. It I, like. Yeah. And I really like the way that they explore trauma across the board. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. the way it comes about for everybody is different. Yep. Everybody's yes. trauma is different yep. and how untreated and unaddressed trauma the long-term impact of that in human behavior. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. This, this, um, and, and what isolation creates. Right. We're created for community. That's mm-hmm. what I believe. We are created for community. And, and when we're denied that community, it, it can create monsters out of us. One, 100%. Like we, uh, and I think I, used to talk about this in uh in class sometimes when you know at the gym is that we get we get uh different hits of positive chemicals released in our body from certain things and oxytocin is a scientifically proven chemical that is released through human interaction yeah that's how it's released like giving somebody a hug, patting somebody on the shoulder, laughing in a group, having a shared group experience releases oxytocin. You can't generate that without community. And this, this shows like the, you know, when you have high levels of trauma and then become isolated and then like isolate yourself and pull back even farther and it becomes untreated, like the, the level of damage that it does on a society, mm-hmm. like the impact that it has overall on a society, like, man, it's, it's, yeah, this is a very adult show, but I think is valuable to have younger people watch Yes, for that aspect. I, it, I keep coming back to, I think it's brilliant. I think the show is yeah. brilliant. Mm-hmm. I agree. And the comic is too. Like, go back and read the comic. The comic is, is obviously... Few, I, I think I've read like the first maybe trade paperback, but I, I don't think I've gotten beyond that. So I, I got to give it a... I got to... So good. Give so worth shot. picking up the trade paperbacks yeah. for. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it really is. So um, guys, if, if you're out there, guys and girls, if you haven't watched this, right? We always say, guys, it's like a, a fallback word. Um, but guys and girls... We mean guys in the non-gender specific sort of way. Yeah. If you haven't watched this yet, like absolutely watch it. If you have watched it um, and you think like we're way off base, like drop us a line and let us know. Yeah. Tell us about your experience. Like, what did you like about it? Like, how did it hit you? What do you think about 
Homelander and his, you know, his kind of character as it goes through Butcher, Starlight. We want to hear it all. So drop us a, a note in, uh, you know, in the comments underneath the podcast, in YouTube, when it goes up on YouTube, in social, when you see the little thing for it in social, like everything, like you just let us know. And uh, yeah. Awesome, everybody. Thanks for uh, being on this ride with us. We love all you, our fans. So true believers until next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, Kevin Costner. <laughs>